going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I am your co-host, Caesar Walker. And I am Ronnie Gatry. And I'm not going to name the episode because it's not like you can reference the other. Who so cares let's, at this point? Let's we got go a bunch into, of them. We got a bunch of them. <laughs> um, anyway, what's going on, man? Man, um, a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah. Do tell. All right. Um, I'll, just, I'll, st- I'll start from the top, and I'll just start from what everybody's talking about. Um... Lil Wayne dropping, right? Like I'm not talking about Lil. Well, Wayne. you're the only person. Okay, okay. so well, me um, and my wife, uh, my mom, uh, my dad, mm-hmm. your parents. No, my mom actually called me to make sure she I did the album. Yeah. Okay. Right now you you gonna listen to that Tunchi, right? <laughs> Do we still call him Tunchi? I just I think it's comical, so I'm going with it. What is Tunchi? Oh, I remember that was his his playoff of Gucci. Is that what it was? I think so. Is that the derivative of Tunchi? I think so. Okay. It's corny, but I just think it's so it common. caught. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm still You're still you. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Anyway, um, Carter 5, like, finally dropped. Like, we've been waiting on this for... I haven't. We... we The culture? Culturally have been waiting for this for... And I'm not a hater of Lil Wayne. You it's, are. No, You're spewing... No, he's in a... You need a tissue? I mean, it's it's like leaking out of your face, the hate for Lil Wayne. No, it's not. No, it's not. Wait till we get these cameras. Wayne has been... Wayne hasn't really been all that relevant in the past few years. So that's what I'm right. saying. I'm like, who's really... I mean, unless you're just a Wayne fan. And I don't consider myself a Wayne fan. Okay. I respect what he's done for hip-hop. And he's had a lot of longevity. Oh, yeah. The way hip-hop sounds today... They grew up listening to Lil Wayne. Well, that's that's very interesting to note, Walker, and you, you bring me right into one of my most striking points about this uh, this album. Okay, it seems very dated. Hmm. Okay, so sonically, now now I'll be honest. You know, I've I when we talked last night, I hadn't listened to much of it, but I woke up this morning and listened. Obviously, I haven't listened. Right, because you're a hater. Haters don't listen. What did what did I just say? See. You know, you just let you just let some people. You don't argue with fools. You just don't. Go ahead. Um, so no, I got up this morning. I listened to a few more. I haven't still made it through all twenty three tracks. I made it through like that a is show. a long. It's a long. That's but, a long. Album. But it, but it's smart though. Long albums in this day and age are risky. Just because no, they're people. not. No, they're not. Walker, and I'm gonna tell you why right now. Sidebar for our listeners. Um, do you do you um, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Christopher Brown? Okay, that worked because he had hits after hits on that album. Right, but do you do you know like the science of why he did this? <clears throat> why we're in a streaming society, right? Mm-hmm. So more tracks on an LP, more streams. It's brilliant, and this is uh, Wayne's doing a little bit of that, right? Not to the tune of Chris Brown, who had I think last time I checked it was eighty four. He had a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> He had a lot of bangers on that album, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it so was, it worked. Yeah, it worked. But it was a, it was like an overdose. Let of me Chris ask you Brown. this. Yeah, does it work if they're not hits after hits? <laughs> <laughs> like you're telling me, that's not on the Carter Five. Well, thankfully, the I, the idea, yeah. But I'm saying the, the execution still has to play all, a factor. All I'm saying is he's he, he knows there's buzz, right? Right. Or his team knows there's buzz. Okay. Give him tracks. Give us streams. Right? Okay, that's, sure. that's where we are. Okay. I mean, when was the last time you bought a CD? 
It's been a minute. Thank you. Um, so I think that was part of it. Whatever. Um, back back to. It sounds very dated, and what I feel like it's it. I think it's been a legit five years since we were ex- genuinely expecting Carter Five, right? Yeah, I okay. mean, he got caught. He went, got into that back and forth with him and Baby. That kind of yeah, it's, yeah, it's like that, a lot of business yeah. stuff. That whatever. Um, I feel like this was done five years ago. Mm. And had it had it been five years ago, we'd have been like, "Oh man, this is hot." Mm. But unfortunately, in the five years, kind of to your point, <clears throat> a lot has evolved musically, and our ears are listening for different things than we were five years ago. Right. You know, and th- I say that with with some exceptions, of course, because I do believe there there is a genre of timeless music, music you can still music that dropped five years ago that you can still go back and listen to, music that's dropped longer than that. I mean, Equimanite comes to mind right off the bat, like I. Sure. I, I, I believe this is music I can put in five years from today and still be like, who still sounds good today? You mean who's timeless now? Yeah. Like with the, who current, would you consider the, with the current era? Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than my beloved? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, when we grew up, when we was coming up in oh. the 90s, you named McQuim and I. Well, you, you, you fought against this, but I dare to say Nas. What do you mean I fought against Man, it? Man, Walker. What do you mean I fought against that it? That lighter fluid you put on his last album and then asked me to light it? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You mentioned Equimini, but I think a lot of Nas's music I would still rock today. Well, so that answers your question. Who who were we listening to then that still goes today? And I say Nas, even though you weren't a fan of his last I'm, project. I'm going, I'm going, I'm looking forward to his new, I think he has a new project coming out. He does have something brewing. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, hold on. I'm sorry. You know Kanye's dropping tonight? Did uh, you know that? No. Yandi. Oh, that's coming out. Tonight. Wow. He was going to drop it yesterday, but he was like, I know Wayne's dropping, I know Wayne's why are we talking? Why are we talking about the Carter Five now? Why are we? Back to the Carter Five. You, you, you led this to talk about Carter Five. Tissue is what you need. Boy. We're going to plug your nose and your ears. So all that hate is spewing out of it. Ye's been stepping over a lot of people this year. Yeah, just another Young Money step. Goodness, what does he have for Young Money? He's not stepping over them. This was a good move by Kanye. Okay. And he even publicly said, my brother Wayne is dropping, so I'm going to just drop the next day. And he encouraged people to go support the Carter Five. This album, going back, sorry, we sidebarred a good bit. So is that why, anyway, go ahead. Uh-uh, come on with it. No, no, no. You, you got you to drain all that hate out. No, is this, shut up. <laughs> is this why Ye is back in Chicago and, and you know what I mean? Is, 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 was, this a, was this part of the rollout? I don't know, man. I, I can't really. Because that's start. He, he's that, not back in Chicago. Let's just start there. He said he's moving. What? You you believe that? You think Mama Kardashian West is moving to Chicago? Because he's not going without the kids, right? I don't think so. No, he's not going to Chicago. He's not moving to Chicago. He's 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 making more trips. I mean, he went he's, home. Yeah, but, but I mean, he's he's Homecoming. putting he's putting a lot of effort into. He's doing a joint album with your boy. Um. Chance? Yeah. A rapper you love. Um, 
So, I mean, I know he wants that to be dope. So, like, maybe he's going there to be close to Chance while they record this. Oh, so know. this is the new Wyoming. <laughs> he needs some inspiration. You, you, you need a tissue. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this is the new Wyoming. Now, you can get more people out to Chicago. <laughs> it's going to be kind of cold. But what do you mean? I just don't feel like that's genuine what Kanye's done over the past few weeks. The whole apology tour. You don't think it's genuine? I, I, it's really. it's generating a buzz, right? Yeah, like we saw before. Yet, if like I told you, it was, and you told me. Here's you, one of the knocks. Here's one of the knocks have been on Kanye. Okay. Kanye. Does does Kanye have to be selling something to be able to be honest? I I, I would I would have to say yeah. So is and it? It's is probably it, not even honesty to be, to be or, honest. Or 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 is it pandering? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's public. It's look at me, look at me. Everybody, look at me. So that's what I'm saying. Is it genuine? No. It's marketing one on one. Get the attention going. So when it. you mention that Ye's dropping, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's but what this is all about. My thing about Ye dropping was to answer one of your questions and to also say, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating this to a degree. You realize we are just off of the Carter Five, just like that. You realize you realize how so unimportant. Can we go back to Carter Five? And I promise, I promise. Once I get this out, we can move on. Because cause I'll be honest, but the album is trash. I'm the hater. <laughs> I'm the hater. You heard that, right, listeners? You heard that. The Car- but I'm the hater. The Carter Five, unless, unless the last six tracks are just bangers, this album is T-Rash. So, okay. But, in a sense, well, it is dated. It's super dated. Does that make it... Trash? Yeah, it's trash. Okay. <laughs> it's trash. You you've got to track. So is Wayne out of touch? Yeah, he's he's done. Like, yeah, he's done. I don't know what more Wayne can do in hip hop. Right. Well, I, I take that back. That's not true. That's not true. Whoa. I asked that same question about Jay Z. Is this before. shifting a little bit? No, 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 no. I asked the same question about Jay Z before he dropped four four one. Four four four. Four four. Whatever. You ought to be ashamed My of yourself. Man. It's early. Anyway, four four four. I was thinking about someone's comedy special. Okay. Anyway, um, I asked that question before before Jay Z dropped his latest album. Right. Okay. So. He dropped that, and I was like, oh, I was wrong about you, Hove. I was wrong. Yeah. Because when he dropped Magna Carta, I was like, eh. I think, I think, again, okay, so you feel the same way about, similar about Magna Carta as you do Carter Five. I, if, if given the choice, I would listen to Magna Carta over Carter Five. But I'm saying it's in the same, similar kind of... You had like, a similar feel it's, about it's, it's that album. It's underwhelming. Okay. Yeah. And you felt was just not current. Did you feel it was current? No, I felt like I felt like Magna Carta was current. I felt like it was... It, it may have been ahead of its time from a production standpoint to a degree. Okay. Slightly. You felt like Jay-Z was losing? 
Yeah, after Magna like Carta, I'm thinking it? like he's losing it. Yeah, and, and plus I also had some other thoughts about that project. I, I thought it was like kind of like Kanye. I thought it was a publicity thing because you know he it was a Samsung like thirty million plus dollar deal. Like Samsung essentially paid him to do that album, right? And he you know he promoted some of their gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah. So I'm like, is he really into this or is he just getting the bag? The Apple. Well, right, right. Well, but I mean. No, it's a better album than Carter Five. Okay, so after four four four, I realized you know what, I was wrong about Hove, and and Hove helped me to realize if you have ever been at a point in time where you've been extremely relevant in hip hop, you don't may not necessarily be the top dog, but you can still be relevant again. Ah, okay. So that's what that's that's, fair. that's why I'm not closing the curtain on Wayne. No, no, when you say, like, he's done. On who? Wayne. But I'm the hater. But I'm the hater. I'm, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Can you speak into the microphone? <laughs> you are hating. No, so I'm the, the hate, hater. The hate you spewed all over the table here is contagious. And now I've contracted it. You're so full of it. <laughs> so anyway, man. Um, let, let me shout out one track on this Carter 5, though. The oh, best really? track. So we doing it. We doing it. Okay. Yeah. This the best track on the album. This is an album review. No, this is a one track review. Because to me, he could have just dropped this one track, and it would have been album of the year. Now this track has no production credits, and Wayne's not even on this track. What? Yes, the first track of the album. So your best track don't even have it all the joy. <laughs> but I'm disrespectful. <laughs> it's contagious, like. Um. The first track, or the album actually opens up <clears throat> with a track with his mom on it, man. I heard about this. Oh, my goodness, Walker. I heard when, about this. When I tell you, that, listen to this, it just like, it was like a hand reached straight to my soul, grabbed it, squeezed it, and tears came out of my eyes. How long is it? It's about two minutes. But the, Wayne's mom is just authentically, unapologetically showing her thanks and gratitude for her son. Dude, and as a mama's boy, I'm I'm as I'm listening to it, I'm like, I'm gonna get my mom to do a track like this for me, but I don't know if I'm worthy. I mean, she she goes on to talk about some of the struggles. Mm-hmm. She goes on to talk about how they prevailed and how she has never had to want for anything. She said she she goes on to say on the track, she can ask Wayne for something, and he delivers it. And some. She's got a son from another guy. And Wayne says, you're treating this kid like he's your brother, which technically he is. But even he doesn't want for anything. When he calls you, you pick up. When he says, I need this, you make it happen. Mm-hmm. And she's just talking about how, as a mother, what Dwayne Carter means to her. And she politely wraps it up by saying... Please go ahead and drop this album because everybody's asking me about it. <laughs> but dude, this, this, tra- this is the intro. This is the intro, dude. This is a dope intro. Though. No beat, just her. On, she, oh wow! No beat, dude. And she's crying like you could feel the emotion. And I'm just like, my first thing was, I got to be a better son. Okay. And then my second thing was, I got to raise better sons. Because even though my mom or my wife. May never produce a track like this for me or my sons, respectively. I and want them your to be wife able. Definitely won't. 
But go ahead. I want them to be able to express this level of sentiment for their respective sons. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dude, I kid you not, man. I'm sitting in my office listening to this. I'm texting my mom. Mom, I love you. Oh, I know. I know. I normally send her that or call her and tell her that. But I'm just that, that's what it. That's what that track did to me. Amazing, amazing. Best best track on the album. Probably best track Wayne's done in the past decade. And then from your your vantage point, it went all downhill after that. Boomed. Okay. Yikes. With that, we can officially move on from that garbage. But let let me give you something actually kind of cool that can kind of get us out of this rut. Out of this uh, abscess that is the Carter Five, um, we we estimate it's been about five years, officially or unofficially, since we've been expecting this album, right? Right. Okay. A lot of fives being thrown around this morning. Um, you know, our very own or my very own Tiger Woods had a five-year return to glory as well. Yeah. Over this past weekend, dude. I don't know if you watch that. I have my suspicions because you don't seem like a golf on Sunday type of guy. No. Okay. I'm throwing shots at you this morning. Golf shots? <laughs> Tee shots. <laughs> right down the fairway. Teeing off on me? Teeing off on you, Walker. <laughs> oh, I wish y'all could see his face. <laughs> um, so, dude, watching, watching the culmination of this round, that Tiger – put together on Sunday seeing how the emotions dealt with him dude you talk about getting a monkey off your back mm-hmm. dude I was so happy for Tiger and in this moment dude you have this epic scene of Tiger going walking to the green on the 18th hole and everybody behind him they had these aerial shots of all these people behind him Tiger 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 dude Come on, man. Um, he still owns that sport. Like, like even when he in his slump, no one, no one took that sport by the horn and just dominated and and, and took his way from him. I mean, I don't think I'd be addicted to it if it weren't for Tiger. I'm being real. Even in his struggles, he still was the the topic. Dude. Guys winning championships left and right, not named Tiger, but yet Tiger is still the focus. Is he? Is he? Does he still have it? Is he gone? Is it da 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 da? And you know what I mean? Like right. he's still still in the headlines to me. Let me get a little nerdy to prove your point. <clears throat> Golf has a, this thing called the FedEx Cup, which is like rankings throughout the season or whatever. Okay. All right, and it takes your whole body of work. Those listening, try to bear with him. I know this is going to be boring, but y'all just don't turn your don't turn your headphones down too low. Um, but dude, Tiger was forty one points away from winning the FedEx Cup, in addition to winning this tournament on Sunday. How crazy is that? He actually came close to winning. Was it another tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he came in second place, and he, he played out of his mind that day, I believe. Yeah. Um, goodness, I was really about to go. No, okay, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But to You're see, not nerd out on no, no. As much as I want to, I'm gonna resist that urge. But to see, because I never knew where he was on the on the standings, because I was like, he's not winning, so he can't be up there. So I mean, you you talk about if Tiger birdies X amount of holes that on during that during that tournament last weekend, he possibly pulls off the FedEx Cup championship as well. This is amazing, and this dude hadn't won a tournament in five years. Okay. This dude's balling, man. So he's back. He's back. 
Okay. And according to the stats, he's been back. So where is he ranked now? The world rankings? Um, I mean, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Um, <laughs> sorry. Drake's a part of everyone. <laughs> By everyone, you mean you. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting to know. I mean, Carter five, five years. Tiger Woods, five years. Your hate, five years. You know, I'm just not throwing everything out. Everything out here. So, anyway, we, anyway. We, we can move on. <laughs> the listeners, thank you. Um, so, are you still boycotting? Boycotting NFL. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, there we go. There we go. Let's go now. <laughs> You're not. I'm not. Well, you know, the black boycott ended two weeks ago. So Seriously? No, I don't know. But <laughs> I really think I think people are still watching. Can I? We we when when you and I develop our app, our woke app, I'm telling you it's coming and it's gonna be fire. Alright? We're gonna have a section and I wish we had it in there, what, two years ago? To give us the official breakdown of what the boycott is. Because, was... because wait, wait, one, one, of, one of my closest homeboys, who I know is listening right now, um, he's the one who introduced to me the reality of boycotting and why, and his reasons why. Boycotting the NFL. Yeah, it was okay. two years ago. You know, we were in a fantasy football league, and he's like, I'm out. Y'all, you know. Two when, years ago. Yeah, yeah. When Cap comes back, I'm back. A year ago. He was playing two years ago. He wasn't. Think about it, Walker. It started in 2016. It was two years ago. He was playing in 2016. Mm, define playing. We're, we're not going to get into this. Um, anyway. This he, is his second year out of the league. Tomato, tomato. Fair enough. Go ahead. Um, this is when the reality of the boycott came like right on my doorstep. <laughs> Y'all take me out of the league. Y'all take me out of the fantasy league. Blah, blah, blah. Boycotting. But the thing I didn't understand was, like, he was still, like, seeing these articles about the NFL. And he was still very much in tune about what was going on in the NFL. And I'm thinking, you may not be playing fantasy football. And you may not be actively sitting on your couch watching the game of the week or whatever. Or Monday Night Football. But you're still very involved in, in what's going on. So I, I didn't I didn't that led me to kind of question like where are we with this what is the how's the boycott structured? I don't know if we actually gave rules and it, so guidelines. So for who's how to boycotting? Play. But a boycott is just that you refrain, right? Now do, I'll do we be go honest, back to the Montgomery boycott in now, the '60s. Sure. All right. Here's the thing: here's they didn't the get thing. on the bus. That, that was more conviction there. This is here's the thing. I'm not boycotting, but I was being honest a few weeks back when we talked about this. Okay. I'm not boycotting because I feel like I'd be phony in saying I was boycotting. I'm just I just don't get into the NFL like that. So it's not like I've been watching. Okay. Right? I think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? So for me to just because it's some righteous conviction that I have of what the NFL has done to cap and all that, I'm not watching. no, I'm just not. Just not interested. Just not into it. Just not into it. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, 
But I but I've always wanted to, you know, as a temperature check, I just want to see where we stand with the NFL as a community cuz beginning of it I was like, "Hey, you going to catch some catch, catch some games?" and you was like, "Eh, I'm not I'm off of it." Right. So I just want to see where you where you was and where we are um, as people. I I'm not going to go see a game. You're not yeah. going to go see a game? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, again, the, the, this gentleman I spoke about earlier, he's in he's in a tight-knit group that I'm involved in and before the before the before his boycott, we'd all go to at least one NFL game a year. We even traveled to Baltimore one year. Okay. Yeah, it was it was I mean, I, this is something I look forward to every year. Hmm. Um, so outside of that, I wasn't really going to games. That was the only reason I went to games because it was good fellowship time. Um, that's not going to happen because <laughs> you know some other guys in the group have said you know I don't really feel right about allocating this amount of money to go support an organization that does X X X and X. So I'm like, okay. Um, so in that regard, nah, will I, will I ever go to a game again? I mean, more than likely. Okay. Um, yeah, I would take my son to a game, either one of my sons to a game. Yeah. But am I casually watching on Monday night? Yeah. Did I watch some of the games this past Thursday? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. But, I, but Sunday I was watching Tiger. I wasn't watching NFL. I got sucked into maybe like two, three plays. On Thursday? No, I don't remember what game I was watching. That, that tells you how engaged I was. Oh, wow. Um, I turned it on. I was like, I'm basically trying to see if they're going to extend this series, right? <laughs> are they going to punt or are they going to get the first down? Right. And I and I was watching. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I ain't supposed to be watching this. And I changed the channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. At the end of the day, it's still football, so you just want to see. Okay, is he gonna is he gonna make this field goal? Right. Is he gonna complete this pass? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they gonna convert? What right. are they gonna do? So, uh, I, but I just know for me, I'm just curious just to see where people are. Gotcha. So just a temp check on you. Okay. Um, what else? You I am still watching college football. I'm okay. not. I used to shut down my Saturday. Though. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, that was a sacred. Us are doing that. That was a sacred day, <laughs> right. and I haven't caught much. Um, I didn't even watch a lot of when Auburn played last week. Um, I realized something about, and, and I'm an Auburn alum, I realized something about where the Auburn family is with, a lot of people within Auburn are with, with Gus. Oh, goodness. I, I figured it out, because me and Gatry would go back and forth on this. Gatry was like, what are you complaining about? Right. So here's the deal. I feel like we're dealing with, Auburn is where Georgia was before they hired Kirby Smart. You remember this back and forth they had with Mark Ritt? Yeah. I feel like that's where we are. Huh. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. You asked ask me what do the Auburn fans want. They want to win championships. Let's just be honest. Multiple. Multiple. Okay. Here's what I've noticed in college. When a coach wins eight games and let's say the program was winning five games or four games before the coach gets there and the coach gets a contract extension what is the expectation moving forward that he continues to win four games or that he sustains yeah so i think one of the things that the minimum sustain right okay and i think what has happened is is that subconsciously when you have a taste of success that becomes the new appetite it's mm. almost like when you go to a new restaurant right right the pull on their food 
is much stronger after you've been there and enjoyed it. Sure. sure right? right? And I think for a lot of Auburn fans, they want to see a competitive program year in and year out. Not championship season here, eight and five the next two seasons. Another 10 win. And I, and I, and I think that's what was going on with the Georgias because Rick was doing well. Yeah. But when you look at Georgia's resources, the fact that they're, they're the state school – in a talent-rich state, uh, you know what I mean, and right. they don't have a, they don't have a Georgia Tech is not killing it in recruiting. No, so for him to be struggling with Florida, yeah, for him to be struggling with, you know what I mean. And you got a roster full of five stars, and they felt like they had a good coach, but they didn't have a coach that would take them to the next level. Okay, and I think that's why they got rid of them, and they got Kirby Smart. We all know what happened there, right? And I feel like that's where Auburn kind of is feeling is that we got a coach who's good, but I don't know if he's going to take Auburn or keep Auburn at that high level that we so crave for. Now, we can do one of two things. If Auburn in the next, because he, I mean, I don't, I don't think Malzahn's worth his contract that he's got, but shouts out to him, $49 million, hey, I would love to be in your shoes. But Auburn could be Georgia. If they chose to cut ties with this guy down the road, because you're not going to do it now, you're not you're not going to have a bout that big. You can be Georgia or you can be Tennessee when they got rid of Fulmer. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a tricky situation, given your because it's not like you're losing the team. It's not like you got losing seasons, right? Right, right? You're still going to a bowl. You're still winning games. You're just not where you feel you should be. And you can fire someone, but that hire is even more important. And who you hire can either take the program down further or it can elevate you. True. And I think that's kind of where Auburn is right now, deciding, okay, where does Auburn go from here? What do they want? Is this the guy for us? And I think that's, I think that's what most people's frustrations have been. And I think the, the thing about Malzahn, what frustrates people is that he figures it out as the season goes on. Like, Auburn gets stronger. It's like, oh, this is what I've got. Like last season. Like last season. Well, my thing is, could you figure it out a little sooner? Oh, my goodness. You can't do that? Go ahead. You can't do that? Go ahead, man. You, you, disgust, you can't do that? You disgust me, Walker. Oh, so I can expect I can expect to win my games, but I can't expect that. But you can? <laughs> Come on, Mr. Hypocrite. What you got? What you got over there on that side of the table? Let me, let me tell you what you are, Walker. <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time. Um, number one, you're ungrateful. This is a throwback to <laughs> right? a Bama fan telling me I'm ungrateful. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to break you down philosophically. A okay? Bama fan? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited let about me, this. Let me draw this. This actually happened in my household recently. Okay. All right, so my, my, my oldest you son. You compare me to a child. Yes. I almost want to throw this water in your face, but go ahead. My oldest son, he's five years old, right? So he has a sucker, right? He's loving it, <laughs> right? Oh, sucker! Look at me, mm-hmm. right? My one-year-old son's crawling on the ground, you know, just happy to be there. He goes and grabs a block that, you know, it's my oldest oldest son's, or it's really theirs, but my oldest son is like, he's urinated on this, like, this is my territory, like, don't mess with my blocks, Figuratively speaking, mm-hmm. he sees his younger brother with that block, looks at the sucker. He doesn't care about the sucker anymore, right? I mean, he's happy with the suckers 10 seconds ago. 
He's like, but he's got a block. Son, you got your sucker. You need to you were you were content ten seconds ago. Don't worry about him and his block. I don't want my sucker anymore. He gets up and throws in the trash. Now he's focused on the block. That's you, Walker. That's me? Yes. Dude, why don't you just eat your sucker and enjoy it? The season y'all had last year, Walker? You you couldn't have told me first game of the season last year that y'all would have had those wins that y'all had this year. You couldn't have told me that. Not honestly, at least. But you wanna you wanna throw all that to the back burner and be like, ah, oh, Gus, bleh. you know? No. Give me a break, man. You can't figure it out. Give me a break, Walker. You 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 say you say he can't figure out the midseason. He figures it out, and you still don't give him any credit. Ungrateful. I'm done with you, man. You done? You want me to clap now, or you want to? You want? Do you want me to clap for you? <laughs> do you want to suck? Let me mute your mic. Do you want to clap all you want to? <laughs> and I'll clap back. Thanks, Ja Rule. <laughs> Good night, man. So this I'm is get you tissue for a different reason now. So a few weeks ago, hey, by the way, this is how me and Gatcher used to talk <laughs> when we were coworkers. You're bringing it out of me. Man. Yeah, this is how we used to talk. I, I love it. I, I didn't know this guy still existed. I can't stand I it. I miss this guy. I can't stand it. It's driving me crazy. Driving you crazy, huh? And now you know what's great about this Walker? Now the world gets to hear it. Gets to hear it. <laughs> They get to hear. They get to hear me unpack you and unfold you and put you away. That's what they're about to hear. So I texted this guy. You going back into a few text. weeks ago? Auburn just lost to LSU. Oh, this is—is is this me text or is it somebody else? It's you. Oh I'm texting you. Why you, why you? No, 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 no. You just compare me to your son. No, 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 you brought this on yourself. You asked for all of this. All right. You asked for all of this. So I text this guy. I didn't even talk about this guy. Yeah. I texted this guy over here across from me. Two weeks ago. Was it two weeks? It may have been two weeks now. And I said. Congrats on your win to Ole Miss. In case you've forgotten, Bama decimated Ole Miss to the hefty tune of 62-7. to Ole Miss had that first touchdown and never saw pay dirt again. (laughs) On their home field. You want to know what this guy responded back and told me? Oh no 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 you remember exactly and I'll stand by it say it so what did you say I said thanks man but we still got some stuff to work on okay we've got some stuff to work on in other words you're critiquing a sixty two to seven you beat you beat the raging Cajuns sixty two to seven that's how you beat them right. You beat an SEC. Granted, it's Ole Miss. It's Ole Miss. They're they're not. They're not. Hugh Freeze ain't walking through that door no time soon. All right, a different ball club. Okay, granted. We're actually trying to get Hugh Freeze to walk through our doors. So are we. 
But the SEC commissioner is like, nah, Nah, none of that. But here's the thing. You beat an SEC West opponent on the road 62-7, to but there's things we got to work on. You're telling this to a guy who just suffered a heartbreaking loss, but y'all got stuff to work on. But I can't criticize my team that's starting out slow and is struggling. Oh, it's different? It's different. It's different. Me proclaiming mm. that we have some things to work on is different. How is that? Because I'm not being ungrateful. Notice I started the text off by saying thanks. Hmm? Hmm? But we've got some. So I can't criticize. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't criticize my. my? You can, Walker. But you're disrespectful with it. How am I disrespectful? Oh, gosh, he, he doesn't figure it out. He's not worth his contract. Come on, man. These are. These are I didn't feel like he was worth his contract when he got it. I'm going to ask you a question. I didn't feel like he was worth I'm, it then. I'm going to ask you a question I haven't asked you, and I know Gus was on the hot No, 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 no. No, you hold that question. <laughs> you hold that question. Gus was on the hot seat a year ago this time. His seat was hot. And what happened? He got off the hot seat. But that don't mean you get a $49 million contract for seven years that's nearly guaranteed. Well, well what? I, I, think well, he, I think he earned it after the last season. No. Given what you had, I think no. he earned it. No, he didn't earn that. Yeah, he did. No, he did not. He did. No, he did not. You don't get fired, but you don't earn that kind of a contract. No. No. You actually give him an extension. You give him an extension, you bump his pay up, but that much money guaranteed? I would like to see some consistency because he's consistently getting $7 million a year. You know what I'd like to see out of you, Walker? What would you like to see? Some gratitude. You haven't said one good thing about last season. Not one. I just said Gus was a good coach. You ignored all of that. So if he's a good coach, then why are we talking about him? You are you here? Were you listening? Were you listening? It should end there. Or are you listening? Then I give you the analogy of where Auburn fan. We've tasted a championship. Almost had two. Gus was a part of both. Can, can I challenge you right now in this moment? Go, go for it. Because you're not enjoying your sucker. Okay. Look at Florida State. You know how bad they. You know how bad they would pray to have a Gus Malzahn right now. Which is an, another point I made. This is another point I made. You're still not listening to me. You're not listening. Auburn has to decide: do they want to be Georgia, or do they want to be Tennessee? Florida State is the new Tennessee. They ran off a really good coach who won them a championship. Right. And now they got Taggart, which, okay. by the way, we need to call. We need to call Willie Taggart down and have a conversation with him. Uh, Newsflash, Walker, the guy that's wearing the headsets for you won your championship too, and took you to another one against Florida State. Come on, man, he's not a bad coach. I didn't say he was. You want Chiswick back? I didn't say I did. I didn't say I did. Show some gratitude. It's okay to say he's not the perfect coach. Because Alabama doesn't even have the perfect coach. He, we don't. He, he, he don't? No. So basically, you wish he would give better interviews. <laughs> I love his interviews. You love his interviews? <laughs> I love him. So he's not perfect. He's not perfect. No. He's perfect. See, Saban's been, Saban's been there, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. We have 10 championships. Oh, but instead of how many you have. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is not about that. <laughs> no, 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 We're talking about perfection. He's he's the epitome of perfection in college football. He is okay. Um, he's the epitome. That's oh, a bad example. No, he's he, but he's not perfect. No one is perfect. My in point that, exactly. In that point. But you want Gus Malzahn to be? No, I don't. What do you, let's 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 now. You know what I want him what to do? do? You, yes. This, this is what I need to hear. Here's what I want him to do. I want him to not run the ball on fourth and one when there's eight men in the box, and in the red zone. That's what I, I just want stuff like that. Is that too much to ask, Gantry? Apparently to you it is. I should say, oh, you know what? That man won us a championship five years ago. <laughs> Never mind. Back to you, Bob. That's what I'm supposed to do. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Meanwhile, Bama is still scoring on Ole Miss. Get out of my face. <laughs> they can't even. They can't even stripe the field at Ole Miss because y'all still scoring. <laughs> This guy right here. Walker. What? All I'm saying, I'm, let me give it to you like how I take it, okay? Okay. Say every game saving coaches now is him getting closer to his last game coaching, right? Okay. This is, this is a wave, right? Okay. This wave, just like every other wave, has a sure. crash, right? Sure. I don't know what lies behind that. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna call up Dabo. Who knows if that's best? Uh, so what's your other option? That's what I'm saying. Like, but while the wave is riding high, which I believe Auburn's is as well, you gotta be grateful for it, it. Again, and I've said this. You never, you never uttered the words, "I am grateful for Gus Malzahn." Am I grateful? Yeah. Come on. Ooh, ooh, that's a nerve struck. Come on. Am I grateful for? Let's it? let's hear it. The mics are on, Walker. Be honest. What am I grateful for? <sighs> What else you got, Walker? I can't deal with this anymore because you're you're about to make me super upset. And I don't want to do this on the World Wide Web. You want to be emotional? (laughs) That's what you're saying? I I, I can get emotional over Drake. But this, no. I can't get emotional over people being ungrateful. You're not Not people that are close to me. I can't allow it. (laughs) Really? Truly. You're a spoiled kid. Wham, wham, wham. I'm the baby. Oh. Okay. Can I've I, can seen, I give, can I give I you another seen, good example? I have seen your fan base complain. Oh my god! But during this incredible run, but it's not us. It's not no, about no, no, the fan. No, 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 it's no, just no. you and I talking right now. Okay, fine. It's just you and I. It's fine. you being ungrateful and me being grateful. So what am I grateful for? For what happened in 2013, we won a, a conference championship. Keep going. And then in 2010, 2011, when we won a national championship, and the Heisman, and uh, the best defensive lineman in the country. Okay. And coach of the year. Okay. Can I go on? How much money has Auburn paid out since then? Oh, how much money has Auburn paid out since then? It's about money with you. Dude, what is college football about? What is the sport about? It's about championships. (laughs) Really? And Buffalo chicken dip. (laughs) Nothing else. Nothing else? Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing. Okay, so that that stadium down there in Tuscaloosa is paying for itself. Yeah, just getting erected. It's the a guy, cash the cow. football gods came down and just <laughs> just sculpted. Yes, <laughs> Gat, you better believe there's expectations that come with all this money. Oh expectations, man. 
And maybe, just maybe after having success, you just don't want to go eight and five. Nine and four. Can I give you can I give you another just don't want to do that? I think I gotta keep pelting you just with don't examples do that. to get get it through your skull. Just don't want to do that. Let, let me let me give you this. You just don't want to do that. You know, professionally, I'm a Jets fan, right? Mm-hmm. And have been for I don't know how long, okay? Right. So I but I understand that as long as Bill Belichick is in the same division as us. We 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 not coming out of that joy, right? Okay. There's a respect there. And you see me whining when we when we lose ten games. Ooh, Todd Bowles. Ooh. No man, you don't. I don't actually talk to you about the Jets either. Hmm. I don't talk to you much about the Jets. Either. Right, but it's, it's it's like I can be like, ah, that's that, those are our division. Those, that's our division. No, it's not. Know your place, and be grateful for where you are. So you telling me to? No, you telling an Auburn? No. 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 I like where this is going. You're taking this out of context. How am I taking it out of context? Because this is about the Jets. This has nothing to do with Auburn. If you'd let me finish, what's the parallel? You have to let me finish, Walker. Finish. Because you cut me off. Know my place, huh? You're picking my words. Your role, know it. Your mouth. Shut it. That has nothing to do with it. Okay, go ahead. What I want you to realize is I am grateful for Todd Bowles leading the Jets. Right? You're grateful for being 1-2 and two right now. Yeah, because it's like we could be 0-3. Right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, last season we're not going to talk about, but this season before that, I'm like, man, we were, we were inches from the playoffs. Inches. If Brandon Marshall stre- stretches a little bit more for that first down, we're in that. I was about to say something else. Right? Todd Bowles led that. So I'm like, okay, here, this, is, this is greatness right here. We just got to channel it. We got to know that we're improving, and we got to be grateful for what we have in our coach. That's all I'm saying, man. And the part about knowing your place is, Knowing that you could have been 0 and 16 again, because the Jets have been 0 and 16 during my fanhood. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, 1 and 15. I, I know how bad that is, but we're not there anymore. We got a culture. We're building something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Building takes time. I got, a, I got a question for you. How long has Bowles been there? Bowles has been there three season. years. Yeah. First season. Yeah. Okay. This is Malzahn six year. Okay. But be don't, honest about every year. Don't have a don't have a Be honest about every don't year. Don't have an O line. Yet. But we're building something. You better be is glad. yet he's yet to develop a QB. You, you better be glad I don't know how to We're work. transfer you. The sound effects on this thing, yeah. Because I would get a violin and I would just turn I, it on. And I, let know, it go. I know I know you don't care. I know you don't care. That's fine. That's fine. My thing is, and we're not going to keep talking around circles on this. I preface it by saying the level of expectation did rise when Auburn has tasted success. And it's difficult to expect him to be consistent. So as Auburn, are we okay with that? Or are we going to go out and get someone else? But be careful. 
You could be Georgia or you could be Tennessee. Florida State. The new Tennessee is Florida State. And by the way, do you think that Florida State will ever hire another black coach? No. Thanks, Willie. He listens. He's been listening to us from the start. Thanks, Willie Taggart. Get him out of here, man. I just don't think Gulf he's got Coast what it office. takes. Are you kidding me right now? Gulf Coast. That's what he calls it, the Gulf Coast offense. <laughs> Lord, that first But he runs the spread. Can we move Maybe on? that's their problem right there. You think he's you think he's gonna last at the end of the season? I think I think that, I think Florida State keeps him. You think he gets fired halfway through next season? Potentially. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna let him get his guys in there. They're gonna let him recruit. I think you gotta do that. Yeah. So you so you give him two years. No, no, no. You you need to make a splash now. Get your guys in like while we're, while and I'm got my Florida State hat on. While we're losing, Sanford, <laughs> not Stanford. <laughs> Sam, not Stan. Homewood, Sanford. Oh my goodness! Which is an underrated scored, squad, by the way. Yeah, scored 26 points on the road and held them to 36. Think about that. Think about that. Walker. Again. Think about that. Saban lost to Louisiana That's one of your row his first season. Yeah, Saban also had y'all going to a bowl. What? Yeah. A seven and six yeah. yeah, you was in Shreveport. I remember that. <laughs> I keep up with all of y'all's misery. Oh my goodness. Anyway. No, y'all y'all still had a winning record. Saban has never, since he's been in the SEC, to my knowledge, I don't think, has had a losing record. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, it don't look good. Nah, not for tag. No. It don't look but, good. But, but honestly, I think he gets another year. You know, oddly enough, there's more, like, of the black coaches in college football, More, most of them are doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sumlin appears to have tried to turn some things around. I need you to repeat that. I, you were Sumlin. breaking up. Sumlin's starting to turn some things around. Or he's, he looks like he's figuring some things out. Listen, he lost to a BYU team that beat Wisconsin. BYU should we should start taking them more seriously. Then he lost to Houston, who's always a trap game. It seems lost to Houston, two two decent teams. I'm surprised Houston isn't ranked. Wow. Okay, you, you I didn't left, know that. I left Arizona for dead. Yeah, he played some good, like some really good, like BYU turned around and beat Wisconsin, like after they beat Arizona. Hold on now, on the road, they're first in the Pac-12 South. They are off Colorado. Or they tied with Colorado. They got to be tied because Colorado had Colorado's undefeated. Right. They're tied. They're tied. Both of those were non-conference. And they were good teams. So let's let's not leave them for dead just yet. Okay. The jury's he's still on, out. He's on a two-game winning streak. All right, Sumlin. Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you got Stanford's head coach. For your uh, point of view. Stanford's head coach, James Franklin. He's got a big game. Yeah. So we got some. What? He's getting an L today. <laughs> you see? <laughs> you know, you know we're, we're really going. We're really going. We're really like, really going sports oriented today. But it's whatever. Um, you, you, you can appreciate this. 
you know Penn State's doing the whiteout tonight. <clears throat> do, you, do you have any recollection of what this is? Yeah. All right. So the entire stadium, everybody's white. Yeah, everybody's wearing white, right? Except for this one section on the Penn State side. Select people get to wear blue shirts that form an S, a blue S for, you know, we are state. At about 11 o'clock central time tonight, that S will form an L. <laughs> you proud of yourself for that setup? It'll be Scarlet. <laughs> you proud of yourself for that, that setup? It was a long setup. <laughs> You'll see those few Ohio State fans that made the trip to Happy Valley migrate themselves over to this S section be like, hey, <laughs> it's time. Like Urban Meyer, but this game is too big for Penn State. And you know why, Walker? You know why? Appalachian State. (laughs) Why are you knocking him for that? Insert mic drop here. (laughs) (laughs) Appalachian State came to Happy Valley at night and almost beat him. What do you think Ohio State's gonna do to these boys? Terrorize. This won't even be close. So Urban Meyer's gonna run to the score. Oh my goodness, dude! Urban's back, Dirty herbs, dirty herbs. Don't get out of here, dirty herbs. Everybody's for Urban too, right? So, like behind the scenes, everybody's working for Urban. Yeah. I'm not letting my sons watch this. This is how ugly <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm sitting with my youngest, covering his face. Blood will be shed. This is how we got started. Dude, James, <laughs> James is your boy. I know. Hey, James. I gotta... I, no, 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 no. You hated on the card of five. James, I'm your buddy. All right? I believe in I believe in you, James. All right? The black delegation's pulling for you. Oh, okay. I think Ohio State's going to win, too. But okay. my goodness, do you have to just do, you do that to win? James? Do you don't think it'll win? Yeah, then why so. are we talking about this one? That's what I don't like about you. I need you. you to have faith in your boy James. He's my boy. He is your boy. Yeah. So you mean so if he's your boy, that's how you talk. So is that how you would talk about me <laughs> behind my back, Walker? If you were what kind of friend are you? If you're walking into a dangerous situation, yeah, I would. <laughs> that I knew you weren't prepared for. Absolutely, dude. If you were coaching Pitt State against Ohio State, I'll call you up and tell you the exact same. thing. How many of us have them? How many of us really have them? Thanks, friend. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting off sports. Thank you. No sports. That was good, Walker. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. There's a grin on your face that I thought. (laughs) He's back. I knew he was. I knew he was. Goodness. You went there. You you wanted this. I wanted this to yourself. I baited you. I baited you. Is what I did. He came out. All right. Give me off. Give me back. welcome. Give me back to realistic rock. Welcome. Give me back to the normal. Whatever. A husband, father of two. Dignified Ronnie. That's what I want to get back to. Carter Five Ronnie. <laughs> so we do. We, do we care to talk about Brett Kavanaugh? Can we can we 
do a synopsis? Can we just like kind of talk about it? Can we like stumble over it and peruse it? Can we like, like say hypothetically, we've had one too many drinks and we get up from the bar, you know, and our feet are under us and we don't realize we're there and we kind of just stumble over them. Can we do that with these Kavanaugh situations? Yeah. Okay. The whole drinking part of it, that was... Was that too much? A little punny. Okay. That's what I do, though. Um, Kavanaugh, or... Lady goes and testifies, right? 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Kavanaugh's there with his homies. Somebody cries, you know. I mean, this really happened, all right? Like, okay. So Why are you <laughs> downplaying it like this? I'm tired of it, man. Like, it's, you know what it's like, Walker? If I could go back to sports for a millisecond, it's, it's going to be, it's, this is just like how the Ohio State-Penn State game is going to be tonight. Oh, God. Everybody's excited about it before the ball's kicked off. Then you kick it off, and you're like, oh, crap, what do we get ourselves into? And somebody cries. It's the same thing. <laughs> I am going to be looking for someone crying in this room. <laughs> but it, it, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to be insensitive about this lady and what she went through. What are I you just, saying? I'm just. I don't. I don't like where it is now because this is. Where also, is it? It's. It's in a point of okay. We've got to do what's right, and this lady has a. This lady has an accusation that she's bringing to us. Let's act like we're dealing with it, and let's act like we care just a little bit, you know, just to give the media the perception so we don't feed any fake news. And let's put Kavanaugh in the seat. That's why I don't. That's why I'm like. And, so and, you think he's going to get in the seat regardless? I know he is. It's just like Penn State, Ohio State. Kavanaugh's Ohio State. He's Urban Meyer. And this lady, unfortunately, because I, I side with her, she's James Franklin. You side with this lady. Yeah, man. I, I, you're just so basically what you're saying is is they're going to because basically they've delayed the yeah, vote. Yeah. They're going to do some invest. They're going to do a week long investigation. Quote air quotes. Put them quotes insert, up. Walker. Insert air quotes. Put them up. And then they're going to confirm him in a week. He's done. He's in. Oh, just not to, done. Just, he's in there. Just he's to appease those who can relate to this woman's story. Right, and you forget about this lady. I don't like that it's this way. Let me again reiterate you that. You need to definitely do that. Because I, I, my, my social media was popping this week, and I, and what's her name, Walker? Because I, I, like, I feel like I'm Dr. devaluing it. Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford, okay. And I don't want to devalue it. My social media was popping this week with images of this lady testifying, right? It's strong. I love, what, I love how it's empowering women. There, there's even a friend of mine um, who was so empowered by it, she shared her story about sexual assault that happened with her and a family member when she was younger. Okay. Like, that's the kind of stuff I like. That's the kind of stuff America needs, right? I agree. But where we are with Kavanaugh, nobody cares about so that. So has it become a circus? It's a circus. It's a media circus. This is, this is John Gray coming to the White House. Whoa. How's that for a screwball? A little curvy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I wish I could talk about that right now, but we got we got we got things on the docket already. It's another. It's another. It's another thing. Yeah. 
So um, that that's that's all I have to say about it. But I'm gonna hang up and listen. I, I mean, I I I agree. I'll be surprised if it plays out any differently from what you just described. Right. I'll be surprised at that. Um. I don't have any answers for women who've been treated this way. I, I have never. I'll be transparent <clears throat> in my experiences with with girls. Like even back at college, I always, even if like I didn't care if it messed up the mood, I didn't care if it messed up whatever. I always made sure I had consent. Okay, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and and I feel like that's important. I don't need no issues down the road or whatever. This is not one of those scenarios. Right. Clearly right. what she's describing. So if this is definitely true, then I don't care how old he was. That's messed up. Yeah. You're, you're old enough to know that rape isn't cool. True. Or sexual assault isn't cool. Right? Right. Because if, and I'm pretty sure this was taught to him as a child. I don't know who it applied to. You sure about that? But he was taught in some form the golden rule. Okay. You I'm, treat others the way you want to be treated. You pretty confident about that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. But I just don't know who it applied to, is my point. It should apply to everyone, but we don't know. Right. Right? Right. You was taught this in school. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right? Yeah. Respect others, this whole thing. Right? So what I'm saying is you're old enough to know that, what, that that's not cool, no matter how inebriated or whatever you are. Right? All right. So, I think the scenario, if this scenario is true, is very messed up. And I feel like we should give consideration and investigate it because it's not like this is a term position. He could be he could be in the Supreme Court until he dies. True. You know what I mean? So, for someone to have that amount of power and decision-making over the future of other people, I'm all for vetting people out. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem. I don't know if we're going to ever find out what we need to to determine if this guy's unfit or not. Okay. I just don't. That, that's why in a week I feel like they're going to go ahead and confirm him and he'll get the seat. Move us right along the new cycle. So It's sad. And yeah. I don't like that, but it's the way it is. And, I, you know, and I think it, it speaks to... It speaks to and it, it speaks to kind of a point you made a week or so ago when you talked about or we talked about how the double standard that exists with white males in this country and in this nation. Come on, because you can have these allegations thrown against you. And and I, and I listened to Kavanaugh's opening remarks, and he I, I mean I could just I could just see the white tears just how this has destroyed his family and his reputation and it's been tough these hard 10 days. And I'm thinking to myself, Aww. yeah, Aww. I'm thinking like, poor oh, oh, you thing, you, you need a hug, do you? You know? And I'm thinking to myself, BK. you still have your freedom and you're probably still going to end up getting this coveted position that you're about to be confirmed for. He's got his salary. Sure. He can't he can't come out there and appear unfazed by it. That feeds the narrative, right? I guess so. But then on the other hand, you have a guy in Cosby, let's talk about him, got sentenced this week. Now we've talked about Cosby. Yeah. We talk I think it was our first taping. 
Was it our first? Was it episode? our very first? I think it may have been our first. First or in the echo chamber? Yeah, I know, right? The vault. That <laughs> right. is in the vault. Oof, You're goodness. never hearing no, that. No. Never hearing Wait, that. Maybe when we blow, we'll we'll say. Nor maybe not. Oh, because we got we gotta when we get there, we gotta provide some inspiration for those behind us. Well, we'll just tell them. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do not record here. <laughs> right. And anyway. have a serious conversation. <laughs> right. Anyway, but I, I feel that with the situation with Cosby, I have a lot of thoughts about this. And me and Gatry, we, we kind of texted back and forth this week about it. Um, I've alluded in the past that I don't know Cosby like that. Okay. I'm a fan of Heathcliff Huxtable. There you go. And the Heathcliff Huxtable, I know he's retired from being a doctor. He's somewhere with Claire, enjoying their life, enjoying being grandparents. Obama-esque. You know what I mean? That just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful life. Heathcliff ain't never assaulted a woman, never drugged a woman, never gave him quaaludes for sex. None of that. Right. Right? So this Cosby guy, I'm not necessarily riding for him like that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and let's 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 talk about some of the positives with Cosby, the things we do know. Okay. Cosby is an amazing philanthropist. Mm. Yes. Okay, this man has given millions to black institutions, black HBCUs, sure. you know? There's, there's no white institutions for that matter. Sure. Right. Temple, um, he's, a, he's a temple guy. Temple guy. So he's been he's been devout in his philanthropy and and, and especially as it pertains to education. Okay. Big on education. So, as much as we want to criticize this guy, how much money have you given towards these institutions? I think that's fair. Okay? So, we got to give him his just due there. Sure. We got to give him his just due for being an amazing creator. The only reason I love Heathcliff Huxtable is because of Cosby, the creator. Sure. Right? Right. One of the main reasons a lot of people saw themselves attending college, wanting to go to an HBCU, is because of a different world, right? Which is an amazing show. I appreciate it so much today than I did man. before. Come sh- on. That show goes off, right? So Cosby the Creator has done so much from a cultural standpoint, and with those two shows and how it presented Black people. For that, we should be thankful for Cosby. Those are that's a mile high salute. Those are things that I know of him, of Cosby the person, right? As far as his personal life go, I have heard hearsay, uh, and I think Cosby. I think one of the biggest mistakes Cosby has made as it pertains to black people. I feel that Cosby came off as being a bit of an elitist. Hmm. Um, you remember when he was very critical of, of black people years ago, and you know. Yeah, we talked about this because you know I, I don't think I knew at the time, but you yeah. enlightened me. Um. He's always like he's always come off as being and, and a word that someone else has used in their interactions with him is that he's been very condescending mm. when he talks to people. Okay, and you know there's a way to crit like criticize or uplift people without coming off as condescending. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like in Cosby's open critique of the black community, he always have come off as I'm coming down off the mountain. To tell y'all that y'all need to get yourself together. <laughs> right. 
You see what I'm saying? Now watch me ascend back up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I don't feel like his words were never received because it came off judgy. It came off elitist. It came off, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for a lot of black people, they were like, you know what, man? F this guy. <laughs> really. Really and truly. You know what I'm saying? They, they really, he really came off that way. Right. And, and, and as I began to listen to other people give an account of their interactions with Cosby, he wasn't the guy we saw on TV. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and I think what, what it then begins to come into question was his character, mm. I think. Okay. Now, I said all that to say, as it pertains to this situation with Cosby and all these allegations, I don't believe all of these allegations. I don't believe all of them. I'm with you. Some of these women got caught in lies. Right. Okay? I don't believe he's guilty. At the same, I don't believe that all these all, all these stories and accounts are true. These allegations are true. No. Do I believe Cosby is innocent? No. No. <laughs> do I believe in this case against Andrea Andrea Constan? Do I believe he's not guilty? Yes. Okay. I believe he's not guilty. There's a difference between not guilty and innocent. Do you know the difference? I give you an example. OJ was not guilty. But I think we all universally agree OJ was not innocent. Right. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? He got if off he, on a technicality. He didn't do it physically. The prosecution, he like the, the 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 ESPN short and the the uh, the story that they did on FX mm-hmm. oh, showed good. how the prosecution pro, the prosecutors fumbled at the goal line right. to put OJ away. Yeah. Literally <laughs> fumbled. Chris Darden. <laughs> Um, every time I hear his name, I think of that line, yeah. Hoodie Mob. <laughs> and Marsha Clark. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Goody Mob. Yeah. Anyway, but they, they, they mishandled the, the evidence, like with the blood, mm-hmm. they mishandled that and they, uh, they put the most racist person in the police department on the stand to testify. And that was the narrative that Cochran used to create reasonable doubt in the minds of the jury because of the narrative that existed with the police department at that time, the LAPD. It was genius. And they put the most racist person up there. It was, it was, it was an alley-oop for Cochran, right? It was, it was, I, I quoted to, to magic. And sure. it, it was, it was, yeah. he created the illusion. Like, okay, yeah. we got this. That's a great, I want y'all to look at this. Right. Right. <laughs> and we forget like, wait, but did OJ kill him? Yeah. The prosecution so. keeps firming off the stand. Right. And they, and the police doesn't mishandle the evidence. OJ is in prison for life. Right. 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 But they got off. He got off really on a technicality and some wizardry. Yes. Of Cochran. Yeah. Right. We can't we undermine Cochran and his wizardry. Right. 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 So, we believe that OJ is not innocent, but he clearly was not guilty. True. Right? Right. I feel the same way here with Cosby. Hmm. I feel the same way. There's way too many allegations. And for you to even admit, and, and I want to get, and I'm building up. Okay. I'm building up to, to, to this week with Cosby. I'm with you. And, 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 my, and why we feel the way we feel about this whole thing. Because I, th- I feel like this whole situation with Cosby was BS. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I have to balance it by saying I don't think he's innocent. 
Okay. I have to balance it because in saying that this is BS, you don't want to you want to make it crystal clear that you're not defending him. Uh-huh. Right? Right. You're just being objective. Two things can be true, right? This can be BS and he can be guilty. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. So in saying what I just said, I feel like during this whole situation with Cosby, because what I, I really didn't research the fact that Andrea Costan, she took him, she had a civil lawsuit out against Cosby mm-hmm. back in 2005. I think 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. 2005, because right. I think the situation happened in 2004. Okay? So they had a civil suit. Okay? Cosby, and, and I guess they had an it was a, a, a verbal agreement which I didn't know was binding, but it a verbal agreement can be. Okay. That this Cosby will cooperate based on the agreement that this doesn't go to a criminal case in the mm. future. Okay? Alright. This is researchable. Yeah. Okay? As Kevin Hart says, you can Google this. <laughs> That's what I did. Okay? Okay. So Cosby cooperated. Andrea got like three point, like three million dollars of this settlement with Cosby. Mm-hmm. Cosby settled with this woman. Okay. During this civil case, that's when it came out that he gave quaaludes to women for sex. Oh. But you cooperate with it under the agreement that this isn't going to a criminal trial. Right. That's why I say I don't think Cosby's innocent in this. Oh, okay, okay. Because he even himself said that. Now, there's, there's context to even that, but I'm not going to provide that because I don't know. Right, right. All right? Did they ask for quaaludes? Who cares? He right. gave them quaaludes for sex. It sure. incriminates you yeah. based off of the allegation. Okay? So, you're giving women's quaaludes for sex. You're, you're cooperating based off of this agreement. Andrea got money based off of this whole agreement in this civil case. That's why Cosby settled mm. with her. Right. He wanted to get it behind him. Whatever. Right. You want money? I've given I've given I've given Spellman more money than I've given you. <laughs> Fine. Take the money and go. Yeah. Be gone. Right? Right. Now we're in court, a criminal case against Cosby. Andrea's got three million dollars. Why are we taking him to trial again based off this agreement? Now, here's the thing about verbal agreements. The reason why they should be written, they should be in writing, is because you may have terms to agree to verb to these contracts or or agreements you make with people. Okay. And it needs to be written so you can understand the terms or the quote unquote fine print. Sure. Right? Yeah. So it would have been to their advantage to have a written agreement between them. Yes, that would have helped. But here's another problem I had in this case. So, so for one, there's a broken verbal agreement here for this case. But then here's two. In this case, Gatry, in this case, you had Andrea's testimony against Cosby. Mm-hmm. Then you had a whole bunch of other witnesses. Right? Okay. 
Here's the problem I have with the other witnesses. They didn't testify to what happened that night between Andrea Constant and Bill Cosby. They just gave an account of what happened with Cosby and them. Uh, okay. That doesn't prove what happened the night between Cosby and Andrea Constant. Right. Sure, it builds up a case that Cosby's got some issues, but that doesn't mean that he lost it this night with Andrea right. or Andrea or however you call her. Right? All right. So my point is, one of the reasons cases get thrown out is because of a lack of what, Gatry? Evidence. There's no evidence here. It's just her word against his. And a awful ne- in a narrative that does not benefit Cosby. No. Right? Right. So basically the judge got Cosby out of here. A new DA prosecuted this situation. Right? Right. And there's no evidence. Now I'm not saying the guy's innocent. Right. But I'm saying we're being told as black people to trust a system. Mm. As a black man, I'm being told to trust (laughs) this judicial system. Right. This system is capable of throwing a black man in prison over an allegation. It's crazy. That's not proven. It's crazy. I mean, like my Jamie Swenson (laughs) thing from last week. Yeah. Jamie said go to jail, but I mean, he lost lost money. I'm saying or an allegation. There's a system in place by which we prosecute people. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm saying how are we going to rework this system to get someone in jail that we think should be in jail? Right. And there are people who never get indicted for murdering black people and we got evidence. <laughs> what the heck? It doesn't add up. Man. What the heck? It does not add up. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! It's, it's, that as a black man, that terrifies me, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. If I'm single, I'm never dating <laughs> outside of my race. Or you got a camera crew that's filming every second. Sign here, here, here. <laughs> initial here. Sign here. Right? Yeah, seriously. It, dude. Dude, and 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 you you give me your. You, your thoughts on it, because you texted me something very powerful. Right. And I didn't catch it till the next day. <laughs> you thought he scared me off. I didn't see it until the next day. <laughs> but you you said something. You texted me something, and I didn't know where you stood on on this whole ordeal. Right. And I was like, oh, guess you got a little woke-ish <laughs> on this text. But it was pretty powerful what you what you sent to me. Yeah. And and just to give the listeners insight, I. I sent I sent uh, Walker this uh, illustration or caricature, if you will, um, of of Cosby. And forgive me, this is going to sound pretty gruesome, but uh, of Bill Cosby hanging from a tree by noose, and um, a good population of Caucasian people watching and and mocking it. Right. So you've got that. Then out out to the left of it. You've got these names, uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, our own Donald Trump, Charlie Rose, Woody Allen, James Levine, Bill O'Reilly. And so it just, it, it begs the question, what, like, what, where is this equal? 
All right. So, and I'm going to go directly to Harvey Weinstein. Now, after I after I got this picture, I got this in another group message I was in. I was like, man, I haven't heard anything about Harvey Weinstein in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, nothing more than added added allegations against him. More Me Too uh, gasoline, if you will. I was like, man, this dude had been in a courtroom. What's up with that? Right. 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 So, and and the thing about Harvey Weinstein, he has been charged though. He's he's been charged, but you, your your my conventional wisdom has to lead me to believe that his outcome is going to be similar, significant, ah, significantly different to Cosby's. Okay, go on. Just then, it's based on the double standard you and I spoke about. Okay. Um, you know Weinstein, not not saying Cosby's not, but Weinstein's a man of power, right? Right. In a powerful industry. Right. So this is this is gonna go into account as they decide how to how to proceed with this man. He's powerful too, right? He is, but he's not Weinstein. He's not white. Where's my sound effect here? Okay. So and I and I'm picking on Weinstein, but you know, you can go to Bill O'Reilly. You know, yeah, Bill Bill did some stuff that he owned up to, he lost his job. But is he going to trial for it? Not no. from what my research reflected. No. no. And so I'm just like He wrote off with his severance. Right. And I'm like, not 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 making light of what happened with Bill Cosby and these women, mm-hmm. but again, I'm just showcasing the double standard here. Right. But again, back to your point, these are accusations. Unproven accusations. In the court of law. In so when you see in a civil case, you can you can you can get you can you can get the bag right off of this right because right. most people settle because they don't want to be bothered with some of this stuff right right, but in a in a criminal case, you owe it to the system and and to all parties involved to get the facts and prove them right. It's hard to prove these cases because because people get to the thing they get to the point of I believe this woman okay she may not be lying right. And I'm not saying, and I, and, and I don't want, and this is how you feel too. I know it is. I can speak for you here. Okay. We're not the type to question the integrity of women who come forward even years later not with these accusations. Right. There's, they probably there's, very there's much did there. There's value there. And there's a reason why they didn't come forward. And we don't want to justify it by attacking them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, it's almost like rules are rules. Like we gotta have evidence. Black people have to have evidence. True, and some, and some, and a lucky break here and there. Right, right. So it's just I, I just think I just think is is the times we living in, bro. Oh my God. I wonder. I really wonder how much in these times, man. I really wonder how far we've progressed mm-hmm. as a society. I, sometimes I really wonder how much we've progressed, and you just said it. In some cases, we may have, there may be some degeneration here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking but to myself. But we're getting back to America being great again, right? Hey, that, that's subjective. <laughs> Clearly, that's subjective. But think about it. As a black man, it was nothing for a white woman to accuse him, and she didn't need evidence then. Stone to the walls. Right? Right. So, I mean, you look at the Emmett Till situation, you look at black men throughout history that have lost, <laughs> at the very least, lost their freedom. Right. 
over these allegations, right? And she didn't have to prove a thing. She was probably on the low getting it in with black men and 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 had a relationship, but because of the optics of how it looked, right. oh, he raped me. Yeah, get him out of here. Right? Right. To protect herself. There you go. Right? That's just as criminal in a lot of ways. And so when I look at the this situation and I look at the power that white women have. How do I say this, Gat? But I'm all about community. Okay. I'm all about the black community. I feel like as black men, we owe our black women a huge apology in terms of how we've treated them when it comes to domestic issues. Come on, man. We owe them a huge apology about how we haven't protected our black women. Come on, guy. We owe them a huge apology in how we haven't had their backs the way they have our backs. Absolutely. You know what I mean? My loyalty is, is to black women through and through. And I feel like we should, as black men, be their biggest cheerleaders and supporters. True. I tell my black women, in your quest for feminism, you need your own movement. Because I still feel like you're still black first. Mm. And I feel like when it comes to getting the treatment that, that women collectively are fighting for, I still feel at the end of the day, black women still get the scraps from what the white women have earned. Mm. I still mm. feel like it. Yeah. I still feel like they're being left out to dry. Right? Right. And I still feel like white women, white women don't care a thing about us the way black women care about us. No. And all it takes for them is to say one negative thing about us and, and we're, we're out of here. We're done. So it's hard for me to rally behind a white woman because she has more power than me mm. in this country. Right. True story. Black women? Yeah. Yeah, you need some help. Right. You need some help. And so, again, I'm, I would, again, we got to have a female on here, a black feminist. Yeah. And my thing, my question to black feminists is what, what do you need from us? What okay. do you need from us? Right? Because I'm getting into the whole conversation of, of this whole, because really it's, it's about, it's the Me Too movement. It's, it's about recognizing the mistreatment of women throughout the years that have gone unnoticed and because an environment wasn't in place for women to bring forth these allegations without being attacked. Now we're kind of, it's almost like back pay, right? We're going mm. back and making things right. We're claiming our time, reclaiming this moment, right? Right, right? I just know black women have suffered in silence. Like you just said, someone came forth to you and talked about a loved one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was, she black? Yeah. Okay. You have black women coming forward, but I feel like the black, well, the women who are getting progress done, are white. Mm. Mm. I could be wrong there. I think no. I think I could be wrong there. I feel like the women who are moving this that. needle, yeah, are white. Uh, I'm be honest with you, Gat. I ain't out here messing I'm, with I'm women. I'm processing that. I'm respecting women through and through. Right. But I don't care about, I really don't care about their struggles because they don't really care about us. <laughs> they really don't care about us. Well, that I, seems a little insensitive. It does. <laughs> it does. But, but where, why, point, we're, who's sensitive about our struggles? Who's sensitive about our struggles, dude? I'm saying get yours. Right. Go get what you feel you need to get. But if you you trying to ask me, and here's a problem. We're always being recruited to fight their causes. 
and we'll go. Right. Because for us, it's not a it's not a color thing for us. We're all about right is right and wrong is wrong. Right? We'll fight any battle. The whole illegal immigration situation, we'll fight that because it's wrong. Right? Right. Ain't none of us dealing with that, but it's wrong, so we'll fight it. But when we need people to fight for us, I'm looking to the left. I'm radio, looking to the right. Radio silence, man. I just see you and I. <laughs> so when I again getting back to the whole Cosby situation, man, I, I just it sent it sent a message that I think a large segment of America missed. Mm. It sent a large message that black men in this country are disposable. No matter how popular you are, we don't we don't really have to follow the rules to get you up out of here. If right. we want you out of here, we can get you up out of here. LeBron James is a good reminder of that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. If we want to get He's rid of you, about things like that too. Which yeah, is great. yeah, yeah. If we want to get rid of you, we'll get rid of you. Right. And and for the white man, can be accused of the same thing. Oh, we need evidence. <laughs> wait, right. wait, wait, wait. You can't just be, why does she just wait this long to come forth with this information? Right. Right? Yeah, granted, people said that about Kyle, yeah, too. Look, now, let's shift the narrative and let's question you for having the audacity to call out this man. Right. Which is right. The, the, essentially the Kavanaugh case, in my, my opinion. His free, he, he will always, even if, let's just say, worst, his worst case scenario is a black man's best case scenario. Ooh. Right? <coughs> in other words, at the very least, he still has his freedom in his family. Right. Oof. Goodness gracious. <laughs> That's the best case scenario for us. Mm. You better believe we'll lose our job, lose whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's messed up. It's so one-sided. It's just, it's not even funny. It's right. just sad. It's really sad. And Listen, I, I just feel like <laughs> I don't feel like Cosby is innocent in any way. I have to I have to reiterate that. I feel like some of these women have been terrorized by Cosby. I feel like I couldn't imagine what it, what it is to, to wake up, don't know how you got to where you got, and your clothes are and clothes oh, are goodness. halfway up. That that's that's traumatizing. However, I feel like there was an even. I feel like we. I feel like in order to try to make things right, we created another wrong. Mm-hmm. As they say, two wrongs don't make a right. right. So in order to fix this situation, we broke, we broke agreements. Ugh. We bypassed legal requirements, judicial requirements to convict this guy. And I'm saying, is that justice? No. Is no. that justice? No. Now the women may argue differently. But is that really justice? No. Not, not from the way I look at it. No. 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 So, you know, I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. I, again, I feel, for, I feel more for uh, Cosby's uh, wife. Oh, yeah. You know, her, what we she's don't, had We don't to talk do. about that part. I feel sorry for her, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, man. Ready to move on? Yeah, close, man. Close us out with some, some, some shout outs and player of the weeks. Yeah, well, you. Uh, what should we start off with? Shout outs. I always shout out. Start off with the positivity first. Okay, so um, 
man, my shout out, uh, he, this is a man who resonates on a local level, but uh, he's doing a lot. He's been doing a lot. And um, he's, I'm not going to lie, I kind of idolize the guy to a degree. Um, Dr. Anthony Hood. Okay. So Hood. Um, idolize, this, that's a strong word. Dude, but just the, the impact that this man is having, dude. I lost just, my internet connection, by the way. I can't okay. look that guy up. Um, the, the impact that this guy these guys have on our local community, especially with our youth, is noteworthy. Um, I'm, I'm going to, well, let, let me tell a little bit about him for people that don't know. He, uh, I guess, for his day job, <laughs> he's employed by UAB. Uh, he teaches in the UAB School of Business several different classes. Um, it is, I think his, if I can recall accurately, I believe, um, Strategic management and entrepreneurship are his kind of sweet spots from an educational perspective. Um, but what this man did uh, yesterday really stood out to me. And uh, he, he was invited to speak at uh, Alabama Power or Southern Company, whatever they're calling themselves. And um, he obliged and he came and spoke. But not only did he speak, he brought one of his students with him. Uh, is this, this young man's a junior and um, he brought this man he he made him a focal point of his speech and not only that but he put this man in an environment to where he could do some really impactful networking mm. so when it when it comes time for this man to look for internships as he will be in college and ultimately look for you know a, a an employment option He's got something to start the conversation off with. Nice. So this is this is an example of you, you hear this so often because it's so cool to say it, but to me you you rarely see it. But you got this prime example of a man in Doctor Hood using his platform for the betterment of our local society, if you will. And the, this man this man is a, an extreme inspiration to myself. And um, I got to applaud him, man. He's, he's, he's doing incredible things. So, uh, Dr. Anthony Hood, I, I hope that you'll listen to this at some point. Uh, I'm shouting you out uh, here and uh, on behalf of me. And uh, I don't know if I can say it's a walker, but uh, appreciate what you're doing in these streets, man. Thank you. That's dope. That's very dope. Um, shout outs to him as well. Um, I don't know him personally. Neither but, do uh, I. <laughs> he's doing he's doing dope things in in the city of Birmingham. So in these streets, in these streets. <laughs> so my shout out goes to another black man. Okay, uh, Robert F. Smith. Um, he is the founder, chairman, and CEO of a private equity firm called mm. Vista Equity Partners. Okay. Um, he in twenty last year he was ranked as the two hundred twenty sixth richest person in America. Wow. Um. He has a. He is a multi billionaire. Okay. Okay. Um, what I want to shout him out is just he is out here killing it. He uh, he sold off one of his businesses to Adobe to the cool t- cool tune of like four billion or something like that. Oh my goodness! I think he sold it for more than that. I think he bought it for three, whatever he acquired, and he sold it off to to Adobe. Okay. I think he he doubled 
Did he double his investment? He he basically got a positive return on his initial investment when he purchased. Uh, okay. I think I can't think of the name of his business because I'm trying to look up his trying to look it up right now. My internet is is failing me. Um. Yeah, here it is, right here. I got it. He got three. Come on, you can do it. Okay. So he he had a cloud service company. Um, I think it's called Marquito. He sold it to Adobe for four point seven billion. He purchased it back in twenty sixteen for one point eight billion. So he almost so he earned three billion off of an investment that he made two years ago for this company. Granted, he was a billionaire and very wealthy when he acquired this. Yeah. I think as black men, we can all learn something from Robert F. Smith. Uh, I just like to see people out here doing positive stuff. And you're never going to hear about these kind of guys, right? Right. Because all we know about wealth, (laughs) all we know about is the athlete, rapper, entertainer, Mm -hmm. right? But here's a guy. And the neighborhood (laughs) D-boy. Sure. No, you're right. You're right. Depending on where, where, where you live. So what's unfortunate is we don't have images of this kind of guy. Mm. You know what I mean? A guy who's probably was a nerd in school, probably was, you know what I mean? Who's used his, his, his mind, his intelligence, and is out here crushing, crushing the game. Yeah. So I just want to shout him out. I think that's dope that we have people out here that's giving, that's providing another way to be successful. I think entrepreneurship is dope. It's the way to go. And I feel like, I feel like there's a space for us in the black community to just invade the business space and just dominate, just like we do sports and other avenues that we put our attention and focus to. So sure. shout out to Robert Smith for that. Cool, man. Very impressive. Very, very. So you, uh, you yeah. got your, you got your player of the week. I do, man. Um, you was trying to decide between. Yeah, you had yeah, a few yeah. options. This, this recording helped me decide at which which route I want to take. Actually, hmm. so um, I, I'd say the majority of this recording is sports influenced. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my sports player of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, Mr. Tristan Trevor James Thompson. <laughs> you must have heard of this. <laughs> you, you, you know, we're, we're we're I'm I'm going off the sports vibe, and um, you know the NBA season is starting to you know get a little mixed up. There were some exhibition games that kicked off last night. So um, one of the major things this week was uh, media day for all the NBA teams. So um, the media travels to, to to Cleveland, Ohio, and they. They uh, they talk to the players, the Cleveland Cavs, right? Um, as as we as our listeners are probably well aware, this is no longer uh, LeBron's home uh, from an NBA standpoint. Sure. So um, they find Tristan Thompson, and Tristan had some interesting interesting words. Um, he he personally challenges and reminds the Phil- the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, uh, the Boston Celtics. And uh, who else is another team? And the Raptors, that um, the Eastern Conference has for the past four years, and still does, 
belongs to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> so he, he goes on to say, you want the Eastern Conference? You got to come through us. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we gave J.R. Smith a lot of heat. The tweets that came from that from oh other players. Do you have any of those? I don't. Not readily accessible. Um, this, this is an amazing story. You were able to get those. I can get them. But. The heat the heat that we gave J.R. Smith in the finals last year for him not being aware of his surroundings. I believe Tristan is very, very, um, uh, I want to use the right term here. He's deserving of the same of the similar level of heat, because I don't think anyone reminded Tristan that um, Mr. James went west. Okay. Okay. Well, he sure he knows this, right? I mean, it was a big deal, you know. But Tristan has his own stuff going on personally, and I'm just thinking, you really gonna say that without the king, with knowing the king's not suiting up? You gonna really say that? Player of the week, easy for me this week. Tristan Thompson. Hey, can I play sit down somewhere? Can I play? Can I play devil's advocate? Tristan, can I, can I play devil's advocate? This is what makes it fun, Gat. Oh my gosh. You know, could it be that he didn't say anything technically wrong there? What was his words again? The East has belonged to the Cavs for the past four years. That's right. That's true. That is true, Gat. It has belonged. And technically, they are the reigning Eastern Conference champions. So you do have to go through them to get there. Now, granted, not only does Boston, will Boston and and Philly go through them, but it's a good chance that New York will go through them. It's the Atlanta Hawks will the go Atlanta through them. The Atlanta Hawks may go through them. Miami Heat definitely will go through them. Toronto, oh, like water going to go through them. Um, a lot of teams are going to go through them this year. They're just going to be going through. Okay? They're, 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 they're not their shell of themselves. Right. But technically, he didn't say anything inaccurate, but we know what was implied. We know what he implied there. And he just had a newborn. You remember how it was when you had a newborn? <laughs> Sleep you were in the cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not I, I, said, I said some stuff that were just, were just yeah. random around the time. I got yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's sleepy. He's a little tired. <laughs> you couldn't have said that better. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I, I co-signed that. Again. Like, dude, the tweets. Sit down somewhere, Tristan. The, the tweets from the other place. It's gonna. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. You, in other words, you didn't have a target on your back. You could have just flew under the radar. You could have snuck some teams. Yeah, like, you could have snuck the caps. <laughs> you are now up in the locker room. They're waiting for you. They can't wait to see you. <laughs> a word? <laughs> no, nah, coach. No, 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 no. We're not. Taking, no, we don't have to come off. I know it's the fourth quarter. We're up thirty. No, 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 no. Let's, let's run. This. Let's keep running. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep running it. Let's keep running. What, what's the symbol for hurry up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz, man. Oh, man. But no, that's a good. That's When you mentioned his name, I, for, I forgot about him. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Mine goes out to 
just because we keep the same energy, people. Another black guy. ATSC. Shout out to black people this week. Uh, Kevin Jackson, formerly of Fox News. I say formally because this week, uh, Kevin Jackson, who was a Fox News contributor, speaking on the Brett Kavanaugh case, and the Christ- uh, it was Christine, Dr. Christine Ford. Mm, okay. Uh, I knew I knew Dr. Ford. Um, but he criticized, you know, he, he sent out some tweets on Thursday, because I think the hearing was, was Thursday. So he sent out some tweets, you know, and you got to ride for, you know, you got to ride for the home team. Okay. Right? Right. And by the way, everyone who works over at Fox News isn't exactly riding for the home team. No. No. But there's a but a lot of them do, right? Yeah. So he fired off a tweet in support of Kavanaugh and really attacked Dr. Ford and other women who have since then come forward with accusations about Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. Okay. So here's what his tweet says. This is his words, not mine. To hell with the notion that women must be believed no matter what. Now, in a vacuum, I'm with him right here. Right. Okay? No matter what, we got to believe him. I'm with him there. But, oh, that's not what got him fired. <laughs> Jack- Jackson went on to say, lying skanks is what these three women are. And we all know more. That's my attitude towards liars of any gender. Oh, I like how you try to put a, a bow on it. Right. Like, I don't like liars. <laughs> so in other words, forget the fact. I, 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 I fart on the notion that we got to believe women just because they said it. They lied. I wasn't there. I don't know. But they're liars. Not only are they liars, but they're skanks. Filthy skanks. <laughs> Who calls women skanks uh, these that's, days? That, you're, that's that's pretty. <laughs> you're going you're going for the jugular there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and you and you in unforeseen territory, right? But he said this on Twitter, and of course we know with certain tweets. Um, actually, I don't know if he's taken down. Well, yeah, he has taken them down. Oh, thank goodness, he has taken his comments down. Kevin Jackson got fired, okay? Okay. And the comments from Fox News, when Fox News says that your remarks are reprehensible, that's saying a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap, right? Right. That's what they call it. So I'm giving him player of the week because you don't even know how, you can't even coon correctly. (laughs) Skanks, bro. <laughs> you don't even know how to coon effectively. Right. You can't. You cannot go that hard to where you make white people say, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa." Right. Right. <laughs> Gee whiz. Reprehensible. When Fox says your comments are reprehensible, that's you got to evaluate yourself. <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> Kevin Jackson, you're my player of the week, buddy. Congratulations. Congratulations. He should be playing himself. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, that's all I got, man. You got, Oh, um, you mentioned NBA preseason. Uh, w- well, you got kids. Um, I'm on the fence. I got to check the seats. Um, the Houston Rockets and the Memphis Grizzlies are coming to Birmingham next week. Um, I'm going to take my own son. You are going? Yeah, you got I'm, tickets I'm yet? Say, I don't have tickets. We're just going to roll in there and see what happens. If we can't go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I may do that too. I probably need to be responsible and, and, and buy I'm going to look tickets. tonight. I'm okay. going to look tonight. Yeah. And see. I looked earlier in the week, and there were still some good, you know, seats down low. Okay. And and I don't mind spending money because I don't have to travel. I don't have to figure out, you know, a place to stay. That's a good way of looking One at of the things I want to do is I want to take my wife. The only reason I haven't done it yet is because I know these seats are hard to get. Uh, um, They just, yeah. Uh, I want to take her to a Warriors game. Okay. She loves the Warriors. <laughs> For now. For now. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> You're on the clock, right? Um, but yeah, she she want. I want to take her while they're still assembled. Um, okay, the team is still assembled. I want to take her to see them. Cool. Um, just praying. You know, those things are so tricky because you don't know what Steph's ankle's going to do. Right. You know, whatever. But um, <clears throat> I think that'll be fun um, to do. But of course, you're traveling across the country. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, yeah. Tickets are expensive. Like. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. There's so many dollar bills hitting the ground in the back in the background. I need you to speak up. Sound? I yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And it's serious. It's serious. But it's just me and her. So yeah, hey, there you, you go. Know. Go crazy, you know. man. Yeah. So you old dink. <laughs> Jealous a little bit. I sensed it. I, I, I want to go to Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to take her. I want to take her. Uh, at least while that team is still assembled. I missed out on the Miami Heat, the Heatles. Ah, yeah. Um, I wanted to take her kind of around our anniversary, but, you know, teams stopped playing anyway when they've got the, the conference locked up. And right. They want to rest pool players, so, it, you know, that just never came through. So I, I want to take her to this one because she really likes going to state. So. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we may fall through and check out the Houston and right. Memphis Grizzlies. I'll look for you, man. If we get James Harden on the podcast, that'll be great, too. So just be ready. All right. I'll have the equipment. So. All right. Hey, I'll be there ready, man. <laughs> I'll be there ready. Uh, but that's all. Is is well, you don't follow. I was going to ask because I was wondering. I think Memphis has a their star point guard. I can't think of his name right now. Um, oh, Conley. Conley. Yeah. Hope he's. I mean, is he is he back? Yeah, I think so. He'll play for. I he'll saw. Play for nine minutes. I saw. It, it, I was thinking about this too when you said um, when Tristan was calling out Boston. I know it was preseason. I know it was Charlotte that was playing. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to be good. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a quarter, they may struggle. Right, right. <laughs> um, once the benches come on, yeah. track meet. So, no, anyway, that's all I got, man. Anything, anything else? Any no. other special announcements? Nothing notable. When does your when is your your beloved Tide play? We may start. I think we got the early game, eleven oh, o'clock, whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't, you're not. You're yeah, I'll watch it. Got a DVR. Uh, of court cutter, so I'll just kind of see. Oh, you know. Okay. Gotcha. We need to talk offline about that too. Okay. Let's talk offline about that. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. Whether you agreed with anything we said or not, we hope that we said one thing that'll help challenge your way of thinking, to help you see the world differently, and hopefully shape your world for the better. Thanks for listening.